but I do want to say one thing though. They, I, I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. Everybody in this building should know who the hell I am. And I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, Jesus, is my number in the rafters or what? It's one thing after the other. That's South Africa for you, right? For example, today I woke up and um, there's no electricity. <laughs> yeah. There's no electricity, you know, no explanation, no fucking notice, none of that. We just don't have electricity. The government didn't notify us, you know, we didn't get a note. We didn't get a fucking tax, a call. You know, we just woke up and electricity gone. Right? Bruv, I want to eat. I want to drink coffee. I'm a man, goddammit. I got needs. I got wants. I got dreams to remember. Fuck. Legit, bro. Like, fam, what's going on in South Africa, bro? I really don't know. Like, fam, are we in Texas? Huh? Are we in Texas? There's no fucking cold front over here, bro. There's no snow over here, bro. It's hot as fuck in South Africa, as a matter of fact. You know, so why don't I have electricity? You know, is it load shedding? Are they maintaining something? What's going on? I don't know. Right? Maybe they're fixing something because I can hear a few trucks outside. Right? But, bruv, that's just me giving them the benefit of the doubt. Because these trucks could be, you know, doing other stuff. They could be out there delivering fucking bricks and sand because my neighbors are all extending their houses. My neighbors are out here making their houses bigger. Right? So my neighborhood is basically a fucking construction site. So these trucks could be at my neighbor's cribs. Right? Bruv, I, I listen. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remain sane here. You know? I'm trying to remain sane here. And uh, coffee plays a big role in my sanity. Okay? If, if I don't drink coffee, listen, I... I I, 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 I lose my mind. If I don't drink coffee, <laughs> listen, I get murderous thoughts, right? If I don't drink coffee, I start feeling like Mohammed bin Salman. You feel me, bruv? You know, right? The fucking bloodlust creeps up on me. Next thing you know, I want to kill somebody. Honestly, bruv, am I a fucking vampire? No, but without coffee, I'm anything. I'm a fucking werewolf. I'm a vampire. Listen, bruv, I'm the cast of Twilight without coffee. Anything is possible. I'm Wesley Snipes without coffee, bruv. These are all facts. You know? I'm trying to remain sane. You feel me? Everybody's rebuilding. I get it. Right? 2020 was rough on everybody. 2021, we are rebuilding. You feel me? We are starting to generate cash flow. We are starting to take care of our families. Because last year, listen, I neglected my family. I was like, nah, bro. It's everybody for themselves. Right? Go out there and hunt what you eat. All facts. 
You know, go hunt for food. Go hunt for love. <laughs> Legit. Last year, bruv, yo, last year was rough. Rough. But, bruv, we made it. We made it through. Okay? We made it to 2021. Here we are. And we are thriving. But, bruv, we need electricity. Okay? Don't take me back to 2020, bruv. Don't take me back to 2020. Because, listen, bruv. Hey, hey, I, I, I hate the 2020 version of myself. 2020 Maui Mao was going through a lot. Legit. He was going through a lot. Right? Was he funny? Of course. I'm always funny. <laughs> what do you expect? I'm always funny. I'm me. I'm Maui Mao. I'm a fucking comedic genius. I'm always funny. You feel me? But, bruv, 2020 was crazy. 2020 was rough. It was rough. But I had coffee. I had coffee, bruv, you know, and I had, I had a bit of love, right? So I made it, right? I made it to 2021, expecting things to be different in 2021, but evidently I was wrong. Evidently, you know, I expect too much from the government, right? The government over here is just a fucking disaster, bruv. You feel me, bruv? We don't have electricity, and meanwhile, meanwhile, kids are out there protesting in the Johannesburg CBD, well, in Bramfontein, right? Kids are out there protesting. They're out there saying that the fees must fall. Where it is, South African university students ah, are deep in debt. Where it is, they owe around 10 billion rands and they can't pay it back. Especially in 2021 because they don't have money. <laughs> everybody's broke. Why? Because 2020. Everybody's broke and everybody's rebuilding. Nobody has money this year, bruv. Right? So the kids want to study. The kids want education. Why? Because education was sold to all of us. Right? As the key to success. Right? The key to blah, blah, blah. Right? The key to, hey, the world. The key to, hey, everything. Right? The key to everything. Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I fucking lie? The key to a uh, great life. Right? The key to a, a family. The key to ownership. Right? The key to being liked. The key to having friends. <laughs> right? That's what education has been sold as. You want people to love you. You want people to fuck with you. You want to have money. You want to have friends. Get educated. So that you can get a job. So that you can get a girl. So that you can get a family. So that you can get friends. So that you can be able to go on trips. And have birthday parties. And... You know, buy a home and do all these things. Right? Education was sold to us as the key to everything in the world. And listen, bruv, in most situations it is. Right? Because the system is built for that. Right? The, the system is built for the worker. The system is built for people that go to school for four years, get a degree, and then get into the workplace. 
Right? The system is built for those people. The system is not built for renegades like me and Barack Obama. No. <laughs> the system is not built for Bruce Springsteen. The system is built for people who want to wake up every day. Right? Go to work. You feel me? And uh, participate in this rat race. That's what the system is built for. You feel me? That's why everywhere you go in South Africa, if you want to get a loan, if you want to buy a home, they ask you for your pay slip. Right? You know? Most of us don't have pay slips. But, bruv, that's neither here nor there. You feel me? That's neither here nor there. Education is a license, right, in the world. Right? It's a license to the world. It's a license to this system, this financial system. The Bretton Woods system. The system that revolves around the dollar. The dollar is the center of the universe, according to the Bretton Woods system. Right? So, bruv, if you want to be a player in this system, you are going to need a degree. You are going to need a piece of paper that proves that you are smart. That proves that you know stuff. <laughs> right? That proves that you know things. Even though anybody can Google those things. <laughs> right? You are going to need a piece of paper that proves that you understand stuff. You feel me? And nine times out of ten, the things that they need you to understand are things that they don't even care about. You know? They want people to know things that they don't even care about. And by they, I'm talking about the people that control the system. The people that control the system don't want you to know what's really happening within the system. Right? They don't want you to get deeper in the system. You feel me? They just want you to participate in the system just so that the system keeps chugging along. They just want you to be another cog in the machine. They don't want you to be the machine. See that? Huh? You see that? Right? So education allows you to be a cog in this financial system, in this machine. Right? You can't truly be the machine. Right? You can't see how the fucking source is made. But, but, but you are lost in it. That's what education is. So, bruv. They sold this dream to all of us. They sold this education dream to everybody. And most people bought it. Most people bought into this fucking dream. That, oh yeah, like, university is everything. College education is everything. Degrees and diplomas are everything. Young Tabiso, if you want to be somebody in society, go out there and get yourself a degree. Frame it and then put it on your mother's wall. If you want to be treated like a person, get yourself a diploma or degree. If you want the world to take you seriously, go out there and get yourself a fucking degree. If you want to earn minimum wage, go out there and get yourself a degree. Okay?
Make your mama proud, Tabiso. Make your mama proud. Because black child, your dreams are valid. Ah, Go out there and study hard. Study your ass off. Burn the fucking midnight oil. You feel me? Do the right thing. Right? Pop a pill or two. Just stay up and study. Cram that shit. Cram that shit. And go out there and get yourself a degree. Make your mama proud. It's crazy how nine times out of ten, people want degrees not because they want to make themselves proud. No. (laughs) They want to get degrees for their parents. Right? There's a lot of people out there studying shit they don't really like. Right? There's a lot of fucking accountants out there or people studying accountancy. Why? Because they want to make their mothers proud. Right? Their parents are basically living vicariously through them. Right? So they're out there studying shit they don't even like. There's a lot of fucking artists out there. Right? Studying to be doctors. Why? Because they want to make their fathers happy. Right? It's always all about the fucking parents. You know? Black child, your dreams are valid. So, bruv, they sold the fucking dream. Right? And these kids bought the dream. (laughs) Right? And now, the government has to deliver. You feel me? They sold the dream. And now everybody wants that fucking dream. And now they're failing to deliver. It's like the fucking PS5. Right? Sony showed off the PS5 and everybody was like, oh my god, I want that machine! You feel me? But every single time they drop the PS5, it sells out in seconds. Right? So evidently, there's a problem with supply. The demand is super high. Right? But the supply is super low. That's university. Right? The demand for university education is super high. The demand for tertiary education is super high. But the supply is super low. Right? Hence, we have all of these fucking fly-by-nights all over the place. Right? The government is not doing its job. (laughs) Right? Right? The government is a dream merchant. Right? They are dream merchants over there. Right? In Pretoria. Right? They're fucking dream merchants. But they fail to deliver. Deliver the product. Right? Deliver the fucking product. You know? So, bruv. Hey, when I saw kids protesting last week, bruv. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't. It makes all the fucking sense in the world. They sold the dream. People bought it. And now they're struggling to fucking feed the demand. Right? Because the supply is super low. And now the kids are asking for a free education. (laughs) Right? Right? And uh, most of them, right, whom have already been attending the fucking schools, the universities, especially Verts, you know, they, they owe a lot of money. They owe a lot of money. Right? Where does university students owe 10 billion rands? How the fuck are they going to pay that back? Because most of the people that got degrees, most of the people that managed to finish their fucking tertiary education, right, and get their fucking diplomas and degrees, they're working uh, at places that 
don't even require their degrees. Right? Bruv, do you know how many people who studied fucking what? Biochemistry are out there working as fucking IT specialists? A lot. Do you know how many people who studied to be fucking, you know, engineers? Right? Are out there working at these fucking call centers. A lot. A lot. Right? But hey. Go out there and get yourself a degree. Right? If you want the world to take you seriously. Go out there and get yourself a fucking degree. You see, bruv. Education is, is, is funny. Because in many ways. The education system is still... Oppressive. It is still an oppressive system. Right? It is still a system that is rooted in racism, classism, and uh, segregation. In many ways. You feel me? Like education presents itself as the ultimate equalizer when it's not. The ultimate equalizer is cryptocurrency. That's the ultimate equalizer. Cryptocurrency. Okay, so when I saw these kids protesting last week, asking for the fees to fall, I was like, hey, fight the power. Right? Fight the power today. But remember that tomorrow is going to be decentralized. So start thinking about that. Start looking into that. You don't need a fucking college diploma or a fucking university degree for that. Start thinking about that, right? Start studying cryptocurrency, NFTs, you feel me? The blockchain, Ethereum, Bitcoin, right? XRP, Cardano. Huh, electricity just got back. These motherfuckers! I fucking, dude, listen, listen, bro. I fucking hate, I fucking hate ESCOM, Right? I fuck, listen, I fucking hate ESCOM. Our electricity supplier is, is, is a piece of shit. Honestly, bruv. Right? Our electricity supplier is a piece of shit, bruv. Evidently, evidently they don't have enough supply to feed the fucking demand. So, bruv, why are they still in the electricity business? Huh? Like, bruv, I believe that, right? I believe that power or electricity in South Africa should be like how they do it in America, right? Like, bruv, hey, just allow private companies, private enterprises to start providing electricity, bruv. Just hand it over to the private sector. Legit. Create some competition because competition drives innovation, you feel me? Do you know why ESCOM is struggling? ESCOM is struggling because it has no competitors. That's why. Right? They have zero competitors. You know? They run everything. They run everything electricity related in South Africa. And that needs to change. But I fucking digress. Back to education. These fucking assholes. Right? So, bruv, the future is not <laughs> a degree or a diploma. The future is in these 
decentralized entities that we are currently building, right? And by we, I mean the world, right? Because, because it's a fucking group effort, right? It's a community effort. You feel me? Is the Fed just going to print money? That's literally what Congress has told us to do. There's enough cash in the financial system, and there is an infinite amount of cash at the Federal Reserve, an infinite amount of cash at the Federal Reserve, an infinite amount of cash. No, you can't just print more money. I saved the economy. We're trillions of dollars in debt. The debt-to-GDP ratio is out of control. Who's going to pay for it? Ha ha. Money printer go boom. The dollar has lost 99% of its value. Bitcoin is finite and cannot be inflated. I should buy some. Every day they're printing 125 billion. That's like five World War II's per day. Think of a hot air balloon with a tear in it. But it, no matter how hard they try, the tear has gone beyond. It's coming down. You heard it here first, Bitcoin is going to zero. When it comes out, zero. Just hot all bro. In the year 2020, one Bitcoin will be worth one million US dollars. The real problem isn't the stock market. The real problem is the shadow banking system. They're broke. Broke. After they started to deflate, the stimulus market came in. They popped it up again so guys could escape. So the rich could escape. Can't you see what they're doing? people that get on a platform like NBA Top Shot, the better.
You feel me? It grows the blockchain. It grows the community. It grows flow. It grows Ethereum. It grows Dapper Labs. It grows everything. The ecosystem. Right? So, bruv, yeah, fight the power today. But remember that tomorrow is decentralized. Right? Start studying that. Start thinking about the blockchain. Right? Because everything is going there. You feel me? Everything is going there. You know? And you don't need a fucking degree or diploma to participate. Legit. So, yeah, fees must fall. But also, also, the future is not dependent on the current education system. Let me tell you this, bruv. In this post-coronavirus world, I believe that colleges and universities are pretty much dead. And they're dead because the 1% of students, of university students, right? Notice that the current education system is not built for winners. It's not built to create winners. It's built to create workers. Because the winners are not worried about when they're going back to school. (laughs) The winners are studying something else. The winners are on Wall Street bets and betting on GameStop. The winners are out there studying the blockchain. The winners are out there studying NFTs. The winners are out there buying fucking basketball moments on NBA Top Shot. That's what the winners are doing. They're on Rarible or OpenSea, right? They're out there following people like fucking Beeple. They're studying this new age, this new era, right? Of the world. This decentralized era. That's coming. But in many ways it's already here. Right? The future is already here. It's just not evenly distributed. Right? Somebody said that. It's a saying. The future is already here. But you know not everybody has access to it. But. 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 Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. There are people that have the tools. To access the future. But they choose to ignore the future. You feel me? That's the difference. Between the 1% of kids. That studied. Other things outside of. The bullshit that they were being fed at university. Right? They used this fucking pandemic. To study other things. To learn new skills. To get on Robin Hood. To get on fucking Reddit. To get on NBA Top Shot. Right? To learn about NFTs. To get on OpenSea. Right? They focused their energies on the future. Right? And that fucking killed this facade that universities have. Right? This facade that they are here to fucking help you. They are here to make you a better person. They're here to make you smarter. They're here to turn you into an innovator. It's all fake news. Right? It's all fake news. So the kids that did the education outside of the education system, those kids are the reason why college and university 
is dead. You know why? When the other 99% of kids start seeing the 1% of kids thrive outside of the education system, the 99% is going to follow suit. That's how it works. Right? When the 99% start seeing that 1% of their friends are winning, they are going to start following that 1%. And then suddenly, universities are dead. Fam, listen, in a decentralized world, universities are like fossil fuel. (laughs) Right? They're like fossil fuel. Dinosaurs in a world that has no gatekeepers. So buckle the fuck up. Buckle the fuck up. Yeah, fees must fall. But the future doesn't give a fuck about how far the fees fall. Legit. The future doesn't give a fuck about your fees. The future doesn't give a fuck about your protest. The future doesn't give a fuck about your university. The future is decentralized. All facts. These are all fucking facts. Point blank. Right? I know that this is a fucking comedy podcast, but listen, bruv. Yo, once in a while, once in a while, I gotta give you guys the real rugged and raw. Right? I gotta give you guys real information. Can't be out here cracking jokes for two hours every single week, bruv. Once in a while, I gotta feed you guys some real information because this is it. Right? This is might as well. Right? A fucking cornucopia of jewels. That's what I do. I dish out jewels, bruv. Right? It's up to you to fucking, you know, turn them into a fucking necklace, a fucking bracelet, earrings. Do you? Do you, bruv? I'm just a fucking messenger. And I'm here to give you real information, bruv. Real facts. Right? And fam, I saw that one person died last week. Right, and where it is, where it is, this fucking guy was just passing by. Yeah, he wasn't even protesting. He was just a random dude passing by, right? And he got hit with a fucking rubber bullet, and and uh, he died. Right, he died. You feel me? So listen, bruv. Yo, hey, education is just, you know, like the the education system is is flawed. Right? It's flawed. And oh, R.A.P. to that dude, of course. Rest in peace to that dude. Right? I don't want to seem insensitive. Right? Rest in peace to that dude. Life is crazy, bruv. Just imagine dying for like some shit you don't even know. Like you're just passing by. Like, you know? It's like, yo, bruv, yo, I'm, I'm going to the fucking shop. Like, I'm going to the stores. Like, what's going on? Why am I being shot? You know what I mean? Like, like why am I being fucking shot? Like, bruv, yo. Why am I being shot? What's going on? I'm going to buy bread. Like, hey, fam, what's, what's up? You know? Life is crazy, bruv. The education system is flawed. Worldwide. Worldwide. You know? The education system is just fucking, I don't know, man. You know? It's flawed. So, I advise every single kid who was out there protesting last week, you know, to... To start studying the fucking blockchain. In all honesty, because that's where everything is going. Legit. That's where everything is fucking going. You know? Johannesburg. 
You feel me? Like, Johannesburg is a fucking shit show. You know? I love Johannesburg. I live in Johannesburg. I'm recording this fucking podcast in Johannesburg. Right? I'm a fucking Joe Burger. Right? I'm a Joe Burger. Being a Joe Burger is like being a New Yorker. You feel me? It's like being a New Yorker. Same shit. Both cities are fucking shit shows. There's rats everywhere. Right? Motherfuckers are out there scamming. Everybody's trying to fucking scam you. Everybody's running a scam in Johannesburg. Everybody. You know? Everybody. It's like New York. Which is why I always say that South Africa is probably the closest country to the USA. And by that I mean, like, we, we are the closest country that looks like the USA outside of the USA. Legit. We have everything that America has, including bad politics, <laughs> right? Including horrible service delivery. We have all of that. And of course, we have, you know, the good stuff as well. Everybody wants to come over here because our fucking economy is, is, is strong. You feel me? Even though, you know, where it is, we have lost um, the fucking throne. You know, we have lost our crown, right? Of being uh, the, the fucking gateway to Africa, right? And in many ways, our economy is no longer the biggest economy in Africa. Nigeria is, but hey, Nigeria has, what, 300 million people? Is it 300 million people? What, 150 million people? I don't know. Who gives a fuck, right? But they have hundreds of millions of people in Nigeria. You feel me? So yeah, no shit, Sherlock! Right? Look at their fucking GDP, though. You know, South Africa only has 60 million people, so... You feel me? It is what it is. You know, so South Africa is, is America. And America is South Africa. These two countries are, are super similar. Like, it's, it's crazy. You know? Johannesburg is just a fucking shit show, bruv. You feel me? Like, the kids, the kids want the feast to fall. You know? You guys sold the fucking dream and you motherfuckers have to deliver. You know? You know what, bruv? Maybe I should move. You know? Maybe I should leave Johannesburg and South Africa as a whole. Maybe I should just bounce. You feel me? Maybe I should go live in fucking in Saudi Arabia at Neom. Did y'all see that new city that the Saudi fucking monarch is developing in the middle of fucking nowhere called Neom? Did y'all see that? Huh? Bruv, they're working on this fucking concept called the line. The line, right? Mohammed bin Salman is working on this fucking grandiose idea called the line, right? The line is basically a fucking straight line of, of, of buildings and, you know what I mean? Like, like, they, they, like bro, yo, they're going to fucking develop a city in a straight line. That's basically what the line is, Right? So, yo, listen, bruv, it looks fascinating, right? But it's crazy, bruv. You feel me? Just, just imagine just, just living on a line, you know? Just living on a line surrounded by desert. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy, but it is what it is. The line, you know? And where it is, where it is, um, Neom is going to be different from any other city in Saudi Arabia, right? Neom is going to be different from Riyadh, for example. How, you ask? 
Um, Neom is going to have a different set of rules from the rest of Saudi Arabia because they're trying to attract foreign investors and, you know, tourists and all that. So, where it is, where it is, Neom is going to have, uh, quote, uh, progressive laws. <laughs> right? They're going to have progressive laws in this fucking new Saudi Arabian city. Neom. Progressive laws, you know? Right? So women will be allowed to fucking, you know, breathe in Neom. Women will be allowed to, you know, walk around without fucking covering their hair and all that shit. Neom is going to have progressive laws. That shit is fascinating. Right? Like, it's fascinating that Mohammed bin Salman would come out and say, hey, Neom is going to have progressive laws. That's fascinating. That's, that's weird a little bit. Right? What makes it weird? The thing that makes it weird is how dictators like Mohammed bin Salman and, and his family know that what they are doing in Saudi Arabia is wrong. Right? That's the fascinating thing about saying that Neom is going to have progressive laws. Because it means that the rest of Saudi Arabia doesn't have progressive laws, right? It's unprogressive. Everybody knows that. Women weren't allowed to drive. And, you know, uh, people can't just go to the fucking movie theaters and watch whatever they want to watch. You know, everything is censored. Blah, blah, blah. Right? So... It's crazy how dictators know that what they are doing to their people is not right. Dictators are fully aware that they are violating people's human rights. They know that. Which is why when they want to attract foreign investment and tourism, they introduce quote-unquote progressive laws right they know that that nine times out of ten the laws they have in in Riyadh are, are not progressive they are not great they know that but they still you know continue to violate people's human rights it's 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 really like it's you know it's, it's fascinating that there's something really you know the psychosis behind that is pretty wild. I mean, bro, think about it. Like, there's a certain level of mental illness behind saying that Neom is going to have progressive laws. Right? Because, like, that says to me that the people that are running Saudi Arabia are mentally ill. That's what it says to me. It says to me that these people know that they are insane. Right? It says to me that they know that they are committing crimes. They are fully aware that what they are doing is crazy. But they still carry on doing it. Psychosis. Right? There's something very weird about that. Something super, super weird about that. Right? But, but maybe I should move to Neom. Well, after saying all of that... You know, I'm just going to disappear when I land in Neom.
right? They are gonna Jamal Khashoggi my swag when I land in New York. After saying all of that crazy shit I just said, listen, bruv, hey, I need to keep my fucking head on a swivel, right? Look over my fucking shoulder, make sure that I'm not being followed, because next thing you know, I disappear in a fucking consulate, they chop me up and throw me in a bag or fucking, you know, dump me in a fucking, you know, in a pool of acid, right? Right? Breaking bad my swag when I land in New York. <laughs> You feel me? Life is fucking crazy, bro. Not really. Not really. I mean, I wouldn't say that. Life is fucking insane. And, bro, I read somewhere that the notorious MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, bought Meghan Markle, yeah, a set of diamond earrings. I mean, bro, wait, huh? Huh? I mean, what, what, what? Like, you know, it's like, bruv, you know, these people, like, you know, these powerful people, you know, they, you know, they gift each other some weird shit. I mean, just imagine somebody buying my wife a set of earrings. Uh, what, what, what are we doing? You know, just imagine some fucking guy, right? Some fucking guy in the middle of a fucking desert decides to buy my wife a set of diamond earrings. Listen, bruv. Listen. We are selling them. Okay? My wife is not gonna wear some fucking earrings that were bought by some other dude. Like, well, what are we doing here, bruv? The fuck are we doing? We selling them shits. Right? And then we donate the money to charity. We don't want your fucking blood earrings, bruv. Nor do we want the money that is connected to your blood earrings. These are all facts. You know? Mohammed bin Salman bought Meghan Markle a set of diamond earrings. That's fascinating, right? It's fucking crazy. Like, like these people, man. Like, these people are weird, man. You know, these people are super, super weird. Legit. Like, it's getting spooky out there, bruv. It's getting fucking spooky. You know? And bruv, you know, talking about Meghan Markle. You know, let's just get into it. You feel me? Let's get into it. Listen, bruv, two things can be true. Okay? Two things can be true. The fucking royal family could be racist... While Meghan Markle could also be lying, right? Or, or fabricating a few things. You feel me? Like, two things can be true. I believe that the royal family is racist, or they have family members who are racist. But I also think that, you know, Meghan Markle is sneaky a little bit. Okay? Meghan Markle is fucking sneaky. In those months when I was pregnant, all around this same time, so we have in tandem the conversation of, he won't be given security, he's not gonna be given a title, and also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And... Who, 
who is having that conversation with you? What? So, um... There is a conversation. Hold up, hold up. There's Stop several. Right now. There are several conversations. There's a about conversation it. with you, with Harry, about how dark your baby is going to be, potentially, and what that would mean or look like. Ooh. I mean, bruv, we all saw that Oprah interview. You feel me? And listen, we all felt bad for her. I felt bad for her. I'm black. She's black. I stand with her. I stand with black women, right? And for the most part, I believe black women. But, bruv, Meghan Markle is sneaky. You feel me? Like, the more I look at her, the more I get OJ vibes. You know? She's got OJ vibes. You feel me? Like, she's only black when it's convenient. You feel me? Like, but beyond that, she never presents herself as a black woman. Let's just be honest. Let's keep it a buck. Let's not beat around the bush and go, oh, she's a black woman. Oh, the royal family is racist. Yeah, there are racist people in the royal family, right? And the royal family or the monarchy as a fucking institution is racist as fuck, right? I've spoken about the royal family at length, right, on this fucking podcast. You feel me? But, bruv, the more I, I, I see and hear Meghan Markle, the more... The more I don't believe her story in its entirety. Okay? I believe parts of her story. I believe that she was suicidal. And I also believe that somebody in the royal family asked Harry what color the kid, you know, skin is going to be. Like, how dark is the kid going to be? I believe that. I believe that somebody walked up to Harry and said, hey, let's talk about Archie's skin color. How dark is this kid going to be? And, you know, in the case that the kid comes out super dark, you know, well, what's going to happen? I believe that. You feel me? But I also believe that Meghan Markle chose this. I also believe that Meghan Markle wanted this life. Right? She wanted this life. Let's just keep it a buck. You feel me? Let's just keep it a fucking buck. She said to Oprah that, hey, growing up, I didn't know much about the royal family. But when she was 15, she went to fucking England and she took pictures outside of Buckingham Palace. That doesn't make any sense. Right? She told Oprah that she didn't know the royal family, but she has pictures outside of Buckingham Palace. Why would you take pictures outside of Buckingham Palace when you don't know what Buckingham Palace is? That's like going to fucking Paris and taking pictures next to the fucking Eiffel Tower without knowing what the fucking Eiffel Tower is. That's like going to fucking New York, right? And going to the fucking Statue of Liberty and taking pictures over there without knowing what the fucking Statue of Liberty is. You feel me? That doesn't make any fucking sense. 
Legit, bruv, it doesn't make any fucking sense. So, I believe the people that are close to her or that used to be close to her, that are coming out and saying that, hey, Megan wanted this life. Right? She wanted this life. A friend of hers came out and said, nah, 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 nah. Meghan Markle was obsessed with the royal family from the jump, right? Hence, we both took, you know, that picture outside of Buckingham Palace. You feel me? A lady by the name of Ninaki Pretty, right? A friend of hers, right? They took a fucking trip to Buckingham Palace in 1996 together. You feel me? And, and she said, hey, listen. Meghan Markle was obsessed with the royal family. She knew everything about the royal family. So it doesn't make sense for her to tell Oprah that she didn't know anything about the royal family. I mean, bruv, everybody knows everything about the royal family. Including those that know nothing about the royal family. You feel me? Everybody knows who those motherfuckers are. Let's just keep it a buck. Right? And then her father came out. Meghan Markle's father came out and said, nah, 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 nah. She didn't lose me. Right? She just fucking iced me. She just fucking, you know, stopped communicating with me. Meghan Markle told Oprah that, hey, I lost my father. And, you know, her father came out and said, nope, she didn't lose me. Nah. Nah, she didn't lose me. Yeah, I made mistakes. You know, I went to the fucking press. You feel me? I said some shit that I shouldn't have, but hey, like overall, I'm still her father. And she iced me out. Right? And then her sister came out. And bruv, yo, her sister, yo, she came out hot. She came out hot. She was like, nah, 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 nah. Megan is lying. Megan is fucking lying. Right? She doesn't communicate with her family. She iced her father out. You feel me? So, bruv, like, a person, right, who has friends and family members, right, who are coming out against her, like, to me, it says that Megan is not to be trusted 100%, right? Like, I believe her. Like, I'm 50 50. I'm 50 50. I believe that she experienced some horrible shit, right, within the royal family. But also, I believe that she wanted to have a fucking cake and eat it too, right? She wanted to be a royal. While also, you know, uh, being an actor and um, making money from Hollywood. Like, she wanted both lives. You feel me? She wanted to be a royal and, you know, a fucking princess or whatever the fuck. Right? But at the same time, she wanted to be Hollywood. That's what I believe. I'm 50-50 with a story.
interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Welcome back. New tonight, Meghan Markle's half-sister is speaking out after that bombshell interview with the Royals. Fox 35's Valerie Boy talked to her as she promotes her new book. The name of the book is The Diary of Princess Pushy's Sister. Princess Pushy refers to her half-sister Meghan. Samantha Markle says she's getting a bad rap from people who haven't even read her new book. It was unfairly labeling my book as a slamming nasty tell-all. In reality, three-fourths of the book talks about growing up in the Markle family. It later goes on about the falling out after tabloid interviews. She loved my father and bragged about him and everything was great. We were a pretty normal family, but then when the royal wedding came, we I guess we weren't royal enough or fabulous enough, and the whole M.O. became seal off the hatches, don't let anybody talk. Samantha used to live in Ocala, but now lives close to Tampa. And I'm in a really supportive community. I love Florida. This is where she wrote her new book. It's now a bestseller for biographies of people living with disabilities. Samantha says she became disabled after suffering a terrible fall. I'm in a wheelchair because I have MS. And I, I've dealt with that for a lot of my life, but you know, it didn't stop me and I didn't want it to define me. But by speaking out about her famous sister, she says it hasn't been easy. When we would hear horrible stories and stories skewed to discredit us um, because we had spoken out about the fact that we weren't invited to the wedding, it just snowballed and aggregate news made it like, you know, he was a deadbeat dad and I was this horrible, jealous, haggy sister. What do you have to say to those people who, who say, oh, you're just trying to make money off your famous half-sister. What's your reaction um, to that? that? To that, I have to say, I was already working in television and radio when my sister was very young. So any idea that we wrote on her laurels is fallacious. I mean, she had her career, we had ours. And while the two half-sisters haven't talked since Meghan met Prince Harry, she wonders if one day they will. I feel like she should be accountable and apologize. It's not that I don't love her. You, I mean, you always love family. In Orlando, Valerie Boy, Fox 35 News. You will ever be queen. <sighs> no, I don't. No. Why do you think that? I'd like to be a queen of people's hearts in people's hearts, but I don't see myself being queen of this country. I don't think many people would want me to be queen. Actually, when I say many people, I mean the establishment that I'm married into because they've decided that I'm a non-starter. Why do you think they've decided that? Because I do things differently. Because I don't go by a rule book. Because I lead from the heart, not the head. And albeit that's got me into trouble in my work, I understand that. But someone's got to go out there and love people and show it. And do you think that because of the way you behave, that's precluded you effectively from becoming queen? Yes, I, well, not precluded me. I wouldn't say that. Um, I just don't think I have as many supporters in that environment than I did. Than I did yeah. You mean within the royal household? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm They see me as a, a threat of some kind. And I'm here to do good. Not a dis I'm not a destructive person. Why do they see you as a threat? I think every strong woman in history has had to walk down a similar path, and I think it's the strength that causes the confusion and the fear. 
Why is she strong? Where does she get it from? Where is she taking it? Where is she going to use it? Why do the public still support her? When I say public, you go in and do an engagement and there's a great many people there. We now return to your regular programming. You feel me, bruv? I mean, fam, listen. I believe that some people that used to be close to her are bitter because they are not benefiting from who she is today. Right? However, there's a lot of truth to what they're saying. I believe her sister. I believe her father. I believe her friend or former friend. Right? I believe these people. Right? Albeit, not entirely, but I believe some things that they pointed out. You feel me? And, bruv, lest we forget that Meghan Markle is an actor, right? Or is an actress? But I know that, you know, actresses hate it when you call them actresses. You know? They want to be actors. They love being called actors. Full stop. So, you know, lest we forget that she's a fucking actor. Right? She's an actor. Number one. Number two. Somebody came out and said that she studied Princess Diana. Right? She studied Princess Diana. Especially on that famous interview that Princess Diana had. Right? 20 plus years ago. You feel me? Because if you watch this Oprah interview and then you flash back and watch Princess Diana's famous interview, what you'll realize is that you know, these two interviews are pretty similar. Right? She's a fucking actor. Lest we forget. Right? So, bruv, I believe some of these people. Oh, I believe all of them. I believe some of the things that every one of these people is saying. I believe some of the things that they said. You feel me? Of course, I take everything with a grain of salt. Right? But, bruv... The grains that I fucking take. Right? Like they they paint a truthful and honest picture. Right? And bruv, the fucking facts that I'm getting from these grains of salt that I've gathered are damning. You feel me, bruv? Listen. Listen. I believe that Meghan Markle was suicidal. I believe that some people in the royal family are racist. I believe that the British media is racist. I believe that Piers Morgan is a piece of shit. I believe all of that. But bruv, Meghan Markle chose this. She chose this life. Bruv, she started dating Harry while dating somebody else. She went out of her way to be with a royal. Bruv, she left her chef boyfriend, a guy by the name of Corey Vitiello, right from Canada. Like, bruv, she left her chef boyfriend for royal life. And, bruv, this is it. This is royal life. Right? Royal life is controlling. Royal life is, you know, it's like living in prison. Royal life is not fun. You feel me? This is it. This is royal life. This is what she wanted. This is what Meghan Markle wanted. This is it. She wanted to be a princess. This is it. Right? 
This is it. So, bruv, I believe her in many ways. I believe her. But I also don't. Right? However, whether I believe her or not, or whether I believe some parts of her story or not, I don't feel bad for her. I don't feel bad for Meghan Markle. I know that it's crazy for a black person to say that. But, bruv, I don't feel bad for her. She chose this. She's a big girl. <laughs> right? She's a big girl. Legit, bruv. She chose this life. Legit. She chose it. Mike switch. So, bruv, we need to stop coddling people. Especially the people that choose the paths that they're in. Or the paths that they now find themselves stuck in. They chose that life. You feel me, bruv? We need to stop coddling them. Honestly, Meghan Markle chose this life. She wanted this life. She left her longtime boyfriend for this life. And now we are supposed to feel bad for her because the life she chose is proving to be difficult for her or is proving to be not what she expected. Fam, she chose this life. She's a big girl. She wanted this. And now she has it. That's what I think. Right? That's what I think. And bruv, I stand in that. You feel me? I stand in that. You know, some people prefer pain. Some people love being in dramatic situations. Some people love drama. That's why she's an actor. Right? And bruv, her life is filled with drama. Legit, her life is just filled with drama from her mom's side or dad's side. Like, it's just fucking dramatic. Some people prefer chaos. So, bruv, we need to stop coddling people like that because they love a life like this. They love madness. They love, they love it when things are unstable. And I think Meghan Markle is that type of person. You feel me? So, bruv, when I hear that um, she wanted this, when I hear that while she was dating her chef boyfriend, she was looking for a fucking British guy, like, to me, that says that this person knew exactly who the royal family was, right? And she knew exactly who Harry was. She went out of her way to get Harry. You know? So, bruv... Listen, I, I have a heart, right? So I fucking, you know, um, empathize with her, right? I empathize with her situation. It's crazy, but she chose it. She chose it. At some point, we have to say, hey, Meghan Markle is a grown woman who's capable of making her own decisions. And she made a decision to go for a royal. Right? She made a fucking decision to go for a royal. And listen, it is what it is. She has to fucking deal with that dolo. Legit. Right? 
But nah, she's not going to deal with this thing dolo because, you know, you know, she's black when, um, when it's convenient, right? She knows that by doing this interview, you know, black Twitter is just going to go crazy and black Twitter is going to stand with her because that's what we do as black people. We give a fuck. Right? We fight for what we believe in and we stand with the people that we believe. Right? And and I know that many black people believe Meghan Markle. I believe some parts of her story too. I believe that the royal family, yeah, they do have some fucking, you know, some racist inbred fucks in there. Legit. I believe that. However, Meghan Markle chose that. She went for that. You know? So, bruv, it is what it is. You feel me? It is what it is. You know? They call the royal family the firm. <laughs> right? Harry was like, oh, I wasn't being supported by the firm. So I took these Netflix deals because we needed money. We needed security. So I, I took these, these Spotify and Netflix deals and I became a fucking content creator. You know? And now I have money. Now I can can buy a bunch of cribs and you know the only money I had was was what my mom left me it's like you know I was just looking at this fucking guy like Jesus fucking Christ like cry me a fucking river bruv you know cry me a fucking river legit in all honesty because bruv I was just listening to him speak and I was like like really like are we gonna do this are we really doing this shit this fucking guy is out here telling us about these fucking multi-gazillionaire problems. Like, what, what, what are we doing here? Oh, I, I didn't have money. And like, yo, dude, not having money to Harry is like, how can I put it? It's not really not having money, <laughs> right? He has a bunch of money. But maybe he was just waiting for it to fucking clear or some shit. Because he was like, all I have is what my mom left me. And his mom left him millions. So what the fuck are we talking about here? You know? They're all the talking about how Tyler Perry lent them one of his fucking homes and shit like that. And then and then five days later, they, they were out there fucking showing us, you know, their property. Their fucking property portfolio. They was like, oh, oh yeah, Harry and Meghan have five houses and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, like... What happened to them being broke? Like, what happened to that? Like, oh, Harry and Meghan just bought a house that cost $14 million or some shit like that. And I was like, well, what happened to them being broke? What happened to them needing to sign a few fucking deals, right, to make guapi? What happened to that? You know? These niggas are liars, bro. Legit. So, yeah, bruv, I believe some things, but I also... You know, don't believe some things. <laughs> right? We just live in a crazy fucking time. Oh, I wasn't being supported by the firm. The firm. You know? Like, dude, that sounds so fucking dark. The firm. Like, dude, what? Huh? That sounds like the fucking Illuminati. Yo, I'm a member of the firm. Yeah, we're going to meet in Neom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah, I abuse women once in a while. I slap a girl. I slap a bitch once in a while. Right? Yeah, I got a few rapes under my belt. But listen, bruv, in Neom, I'm progressive. 
right? I'm progressive in Neom. Outside of Neom, nah, nah, nah. I don't fuck with women. I don't fuck with feminists. Boo, feminists. Boo. I don't believe all women. Fuck me too. I don't believe any of that shit. Outside of Neom, I'm a different dude. But bruv, when I'm in Neom, I'm progressive. I'm progressive in Neom. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to meet the firm in Neom. Yeah, in two weeks time, I'm meeting the firm. And we are going to be talking about this Harry and Meghan situation. Yeah, I called her. Her chef accent. And where it is, he has a kid now. He has a daughter. He has a daughter now. He's a family man. Right? So I want to know, you know, what, what should we do with him? You know, should we put him in a fucking body bag? Huh? Should we fucking, you know, drown him in the ocean? But what should we do? Should we fucking put some fucking cement boots on him? What should we do with him? I'm going to go meet the firm. And yeah, of course, we are going to be talking about Jay-Z. Mike Switch! We want to know about his recent deals. You know, he's been selling this, selling that. Square this, LVMH. We want to know what's going on there. He's a billionaire now. So we also want to know if he's going to be a problem for us. Is he good? Is he bad? Should we kill him? Should we keep him? What's going on over there? What does it mean for the firm that Jay-Z is a billionaire? What does it mean for us? Is he going to be a problem? We are also going to be talking about his wife, Beyonce. When is she going to be a billionaire? What's going on there? Because we have to text them both. The firm has to text them both. They have to pay us a visit. Both of them. So yeah, I'm meeting the firm in a week or two. And it's going to be fun. We are going to be discussing everything. Barcelona, La Porta. Is Messi going? Is Messi staying? What's going on? Yeah, they, they got eliminated last week by PSG. But, but they played well. They were very impressive. Personally, I think Messi shouldn't leave. Personally. Because Barcelona's future is bright. Right? Elijah Muriba is looking like the real deal. Dembele is playing his socks off. Griezmann is still struggling, but it's okay. Right? Frankie de Jong is playing like a man possessed. Lionel Messi is doing messy things. It's looking beautiful. Ansu Fati is going to come back. Right? Pedri is amazing. A fucking phenom. So Barcelona is looking pretty good. Pretty good. Right, they got eliminated last week from the Champions League, but they, they look great. They look fucking great. The boys look great. I was impressed. So the firm is going to be talking about Laporta. What's going on? Are we signing Messi again? What's happening? Are we getting Mo Salah? Are we going to be talking to Haaland? What's going on? So yeah, I'm meeting the firm. And, and lest we forget that I'm, I'm progressive in Neom. That's where we are meeting in Neom. I'm progressive in Neom. On the line of Neom, I'm progressive. I'm super progressive on the line of Neom. But brave, outside of the line, anything is possible. I become unpredictable. Once I set foot outside of the line of Neom, I become unpredictable. But on the line of Neom, I'm progressive. I'm all about gay rights. I'm all about equality. 
I'm all about Black Lives Matter. I care about people. I'm progressive in Neom. But outside of Neom, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Journalists might get chopped up. Anything is possible outside of Neom. Anything is possible. You know, a few people might disappear. Right? A few women might get slapped for driving. Outside of Neom, I'm a different dude. I'm a different guy. I'm unprogressive as fuck. But in Neom, I'm a good guy. In Neom, I'm Jesus. In Neom, they call me the Dalai Lama. <laughs> they call me the Saudi Arabia Dalai Lama. That's what they call me. Right? The Arabian Lama. <laughs> That's who they call me. That's what they call me. That's who I be in the block. So yeah. Yeah. I'm progressive in Neo. <laughs> what a time to be alive. I think there's not many people that can say in 2019 that you're part of a project that is pioneering. That's why I'm here is unlike anything else in the world right now. What they define in Neom, I think, is a great opportunity to be the best we ever imagined or dreamed to be as a human. Neom is called the world's most ambitious project. So I don't think anyone can move down here without it saying it's not going to be a challenge. But I think for anyone that does come, it'll be a, such a rewarding experience. This is a very new part of Saudi Arabia for the young generation. We've set our uh, standards very high. What we want to do uh, in the UM is change the idea of urban elements. We want to redefine them. Better humans, better society, interact with technology. We want this project to show the world that you can develop a, a world futuristic city, but also and in harmony with nature. I'm looking forward to sitting outside, enjoying pure air. So it's a virgin area that has a lot of beauty. Being out there and being free and being smelling that fresh, clean air and um, seeing the stars at night it will be quite a majestic experience. hobby side of it, it's a playground. Snorkeling and diving. Archaeological sites, mountains, trekking. We have a lot of things to do there. In 10 years from now, we will be looking back and we will say we were the first ones to come here in the middle of nowhere and we created this amazing city that no one has seen before. We will be working, I'm sure, day and night just to see this dream come true. Uh, I feel responsibility. We are building something for the future generations. I'm not scared at all. I'm, I'm just excited. Hi, I'm Faisal. I'm Bridget Wood. My name is Josh. My name is Elizaveta. My name is Mohamed al Mazroa. I'm Eduardo Viso, and I am one of the first Neon Pioneers.
chicken come from man shit it made me look who i look i'm six four chicken made I know me what you six four six four bro let me see take it down and just do this and just hold it hold the camera something like that yeah no from up top up top something like that what the fuck is in that toilet oh my what? god oh my god oh my god Oh, not. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. And now, this. And now, 
Rachel Ray's complicated history with baking. The thing that I find most challenging about cooking is the discipline of baking. My older sister is very talented at it and has been since she was a small girl. And it was really traumatic and therefore I decided I hate baking. My sister's a fabulous baker, and when I was a little girl, for my mom's birthday, I tried to make her favorite cake, which was lemon cottage cake. It's a recipe from the 50s. I sifted four times. I tiptoed around the house in my socks. The cake never rose. It was like a giant lemon hockey puck. I cried for hours. My mother came home. I had nothing to give her for her birthday. My sister's the baker in the family, and one, one Christmas, I made all these cookies. I decorated each one by hand. They each had different personality and all that. And then two dogs came in and ate the whole tree. The dog came in, knocked the tree over, ate all I'm just a That's terrible funny. baker. My sister's a baker in the family. I hate baking. He knows this. My sister is the designated baker. She provides all of the pies and baked goods because baking makes me grumpy. I tried to bake Christmas cookies one year, and it's normally my sister's thing. I was the most miserable person. Nobody wanted to be there on Christmas because I was there. I made so many Christmas cookies a couple years ago. My husband threatened to leave me if I ever did it again. I suck at uh, baking. Okay, my sister's we're, we're the baker. I'm not a very good baker. My sister, my sister is a better baker. Me hear that. Me hear that you you not love to bake. You ever cook? Uh, I bake. Oh, my sister's a fabulous baker. I'm so envious. I am a terrible baker. My sister Maria is a fabulous baker. My sister's a great baker. I'm terrible at it. You know, my sister's a baker. My sister is the baker. I don't bake. I hate baking. This is my sister. This is Maria. Maria. Lasted how long? Nine years. 180 episodes. You gave it up, right? I did, sir. They didn't cancel you. You canceled them. You're not aware of this? No, I'm, I'm asking you. You think I got canceled? Are you under the impression I, I, that I, I got canceled? You, I hurt you, Jerry? I thought don't, that was pretty well documented. Don't this is most a, shows Is this still down. CNN? Don't most shows go down a little? Most people do also. Well, but... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I went off the air. I was the number one show on television, Larry. You were Do you know who I am? <laughs> Jewish guy, Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. 75 what? million viewers. Last okay. episode. What? Don't take like it so canceled. bad. Well, that's a, that's a big difference between being canceled and being number one. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll be right back. Jeez. B-movie opens... <laughs> B-movie opens. Can we get a resume in here for B-movie me? B-movie opens so tomorrow. We'll be right back. My best world. Might as well, might as well, might as well, A cornucopia of juice. How progressive is the woke left in America? You know, bruv, like every single week I ask myself that question. Every week, right? Like clockwork. <laughs> I be sitting like, yo, dude, like how progressive is AOC? You know? How progressive are these people? Because they're out there canceling Dr. Seuss and Pepe Le Pew, but 
They are not canceling Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a whole rape allegation against him. Joe Biden and Chris D'Elia are basically the same person. Right? Or maybe America is just obsessed with entertainers. You know, America is obsessed with celebrity. You feel me? But, you know, Joe Biden is a celebrity, but you get what I'm saying, right? The other guys, like people who got canceled um, outside of politics, are entertainers, right? They, they're comedians and rappers and singers and, you know, and actors, right? So the woke left is out there canceling entertainers, but they're not canceling politicians. I mean, their president has a whole rape allegation against them, right? And his vice president believes these allegations. You feel me? Like, like, dude, hey, fam, you know, listen, just balance me. Just balance me. You know, all I need is balance. I'm just trying to fucking, you know, find the answers. I question everything around me because I'm trying to find the fucking answers, you know? Con Pop was a bad dude. Was a bad dude. Con Pop is the guy who taught Joe Biden how to rape. <laughs> you know, Con Pop was a bad dude. It's just weird, man. It's just weird how the woke left is out there just just canceling everybody but their president. You know, America is really interesting. America is a whole case study. Legit. Legit, bruv. And I'm studying it. Legit, bruv, I'm studying America. I want to learn how to get away with murder. <laughs> nah, bruv, I ain't trying to learn how to get away with rape. Mm-mm, I ain't doing that. You niggas are crazy. Shit, fuck, relax. I ain't doing that, bruv. I'm fucking Maui Mau, bruv. Legit, nah, nah, I don't roll like that. You know? These fucking rapists are disgusting. Joe Biden is disgusting. Bill Cosby is disgusting. All facts. Bruv, yo, dude, hey, Chris D'Elia is going through a lot. Legit, bruv. Right? A woman came out and said, hey, bruv, this fucking guy hooked up with me when I was 17 years old. Right? Bruh, listen, I don't think Chris D'Elia is coming back from this. I think it's over, bruv. I think it's over for Chris D'Elia, bruv. Damn. You know? Life is crazy, bruv. Life is fucking crazy. Honestly, this is why, this is why I believe Penelope Pussycat. Honestly, bruv, I believe Penelope, right? Because Pepe Le Pew, hey, bruv, Pepe Le Pew is a nasty skunk. Think about it, bruv. Pepe Le Pew is fucking disgusting. He's nasty, right? He's the god of rape culture. All facts. Bruv, you know what they say, right? Believe all pussies. Believe all of them. Shave the one shaven. Landing strip of the fucking Kruger Nation or Park Bushes. Believe all pussies. Hashtag me out too. These are all facts, bruv. Listen, why is a skunk trying to fuck a cat anyway? I mean, bruv, that shit doesn't make sense. Right? Two different species. I mean, come on, bruv. What are we doing? Papilla Pew is disgusting. Right? And listen, fam, man, call me a fucking lefty. Okay, call me a lefty, but I believe Penelope Pussycat. I believe her. I believe that fucking pussy. I believe it. Legit, bruv. Legit. Why is a skunk 
trying to fuck a cat anyway. Right, I know. I know. He couldn't tell that they weren't skunks. Because these fucking cats had white stripes on their backs from crawling underneath white picket fences. I mean, bruv, I got so many questions. Are these fucking white picket fences always wet? Do they always have wet white paint on them? What's going on in the fucking Looney Tunes world? It's all loony. It's all crazy. What's going on, bruv? That shit is, is wild shit. It's some wild shit. I mean, like, I was with my nephew. We sitting there, we watching Peppy the Pew. And I say to my nephew, I say, now pay attention to this guy because he's funny. I used to watch him when I was little. And we watched the Peppy the Pew, and I'm old now. I'm looking like, good God. What kind of fucking rapist is this guy? Like, take it easy, Peppy. <laughs> my nephew was sitting there cracking up. Hee hee. See, sometimes you gotta take the pussy like Peppy. Like, no, no. No. I had to turn the channel real quick. Tiptoe from your pillow to the shadow of a willow tree and tiptoe down the two lips avec moi. Bonjour, Monsieur Frog. Comment allez-vous this fine morning? Knee-deep in flowers will stray Showers away, and if I kiss you in the garden, in the moonlight, will you pardon me, Contito? Don't let two lips avec. Hey! A lady, feminine, female, girl, skunk. In the spring, a young man's love lightly turns to thoughts of fancy. Keep your guard up, chérie. Hello, young lover, whoever you are. I am Pepe Le Pew. Everyone should have a hobby, don't you think? Mine is making love. You are a girl, I am a boy. We have all that in common, darling. May I call you darling? You may call me streetcar because of my desire for... I, I get a kick out of her. Hey, Lolita! Intimacy is difficult at this range. Lepant, 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 Lepant. What the fuck is going on? Bruv, why is a skunk trying to fuck a cat? I mean, dude, two different species. That shit is nasty. That shit is disgusting. Legit, bruv. Oh, because the cats have white stripes on their backs. We get it. We get it. Right, you motherfuckers found a loophole, but your loophole is disgusting. That shit is nasty. Like Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast is fucking disgusting. Right? I mean, bruv, yo, the beast, I mean, dude, he's fucking disgusting. Right? That girl on Beauty and the Beast went out of her way. 
to hook up with a fucking, I don't know, a bull? A fucking bison? What animal is that? What the fuck? Dude, what animal is that? What animal is the beast on Beauty and the Beast? A fucking water buffalo? What the fuck is that? Huh? What the fuck is that? Just imagine hooking up with a water buffalo because the water buffalo is rich. Because the fucking water buffalo has a castle. And by the way, by the way, the beast on Beauty and the Beast basically kidnaps the beauty on Beauty and the Beast. Right? The beast kidnapped the girl. Right? But somehow, some way, right? They end up together. They get married. It's a beautiful thing. Everybody celebrates it. Everybody wants that life. Every girl, right, in the real world wants to experience that type of love. The type of love where somebody scoops you up and throws you in the trunk, duct tapes your fucking mouth, blindfolds you, right, throws you in a cage for a few days. And then at the end of it all, marries you. Every girl wants that. Meghan Markle wanted that and then she got it. And now she's complaining. Now she's crying about it. What's going on? Didn't you choose that life? You chose it. Right? You chose it. You wanted the fucking beauty and the beast fairy tale. Right? The fucking Snow White fairy tale. You feel me? You wanted that shit. You know? Sleeping beauty. That's what you wanted. And now you got it, right? You fucking got it. You got the prince. You feel me? Now stop whining. Stop crying. All facts. Listen, bruv, I'm not here to coddle people's feelings, people's emotions. Fuck that. I'm here to tell the truth. But I fucking digress, right? Why the fuck does Pepe Le Pew want to fuck Penelope Pussycat? Right, I get the whole fucking color thing. But, but bruv, yo, yo, I mean, dude, it's obvious that Penelope is a fucking cat. It's obvious, right? It's obvious, but nah, Pepe Le Pew, nope. Pepe Le Pew doesn't get it. Pepe Le Pew still wants to fuck. Pepe Le Pew is still horny. It's crazy, bruv. Like, fam, can't animals smell each other? Huh? They can, right? A cat can tell that, nah, bruv, that thing right there is a fucking skunk. I can smell it from a mile away because skunks smell like shit, right? Like the French, right? Allegedly. Allegedly, French people smell bad. Allegedly. That's a fucking stereotype, right? And therein lies the lesson. (laughs) You feel me? Therein lies the lesson right there. The duality of Pepe Le Pew, right? Two things can be true. Pepe Le Pew... Was a rapey character on the Looney Tunes, right? But he was also a racist character. Why? Because he was used to perpetuate the stereotype that French people smell bad. You see that? Americans are sneaky, bruv. Americans are fucking sneaky. They've been sneaky, right? Which is why I respect Walt Disney. Walt Disney wasn't sneaky, bruv. He was fucking upfront with his racism and prejudice. He was upfront, right? He had Mickey Mouse in fucking blackface. You feel me? He was out there just, just being all fucking anti-Semitic and shit. Walt Disney didn't give a fuck. He didn't give a fuck, right? 
Somehow, bro, it makes sense when Kanye says he's the new Walt Disney. It makes all the fucking sense in the world. Why? Why? Because Kanye came out, right, two years ago and said, hey, slavery was a choice. You see that? Huh? You see that, bruv? Hey, listen, bruv. Hey, listen. I'm just trying to find links. And boy, am I finding them. Oh, boy, am I finding them. So it makes all the sense in the world that Kanye would think that slavery was a choice. Right? Walt Disney was anti-Semitic. You feel me? Walt Disney was out there just, just being all sorts of racist. Right? It is what it is, bruv. I'm just giving you facts. This Pepe Le Pew shit goes deep. Legit, bruv, it goes deep. There's a deeper, darker criminal link. Legit. There's a deeper, darker criminal link. Motherfuckers were out there presenting Pepe Le Pew as a smelly French character because, you know, allegedly the French smell bad. Listen, bruv, I don't know if that's true or not because, you know, I don't meet that many French people. Right? I've met a bunch of French-speaking people, but I've never met French people. You know? I don't meet that many French people. Maybe I have met French people, you know, who didn't present themselves as French. Right? But I don't know if, if, if French people smell bad or not. I don't know. But listen, bruv, yo, I think they don't. Right? Because, yo, uh, the French make all the fucking cologne and perfume in the world. You feel me? They run luxury brands. Right from LVMH to fucking caring. They do it all. You know, so I'm pretty sure they smell pretty good. Right? Pretty good. I'm pretty sure. You feel me? I'm pretty innocent. I'm pretty sure they smell good. Right? But I fucking digress. Legit. Pepe Le Pew trying to fuck Penelope Pussycat is fucking disgusting. Right? And yo, Looney Tunes, like, you know. You know, why is everything, you know, alteration? You know, everything is fucking alliteration. Everything's like, you know, Pepe Le Pew, you know, Penelope Pussycat. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, we get it. You know, everything is fucking alliteration. You know, like, we get it. It's like, P, 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 L, 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 L. We get it. You know, we get it. Relax. Relax. You know. Which is why I like the name Lola Bunny. It's just dope. Right? Lola Bunny is dope. Right? But on the other hand, you know, my name is Maui Mao, so it is what it is. You feel me? A fucking skunk trying to fuck a cat is disgusting. Right? Like fucking Aladdin, you know, and his carpet. Bruh, yo, let's keep it a buck. Aladdin was fucking the carpet. You know, let's just be honest with ourselves. Aladdin was out there molesting that fucking carpet. That magic carpet has seen a lot of shit. That magic carpet has fucking cum stains all over it. Legit, if you pull up with a fucking blue light, oh my god. Aladdin's magic carpet is disgusting. All facts. Aladdin was fucking that carpet. It is what it is. I'm just giving you facts. Okay? I'm just giving you facts. But, bruv, that shit is disgusting. That engagement is disgusting. Right? Because, dude, bruv, yo, dude, Aladdin is human. Right? And, and, and the fucking carpet is, is material and fabric. Right? You feel me? Like, like, dude, it's disgusting because it's two different species that don't mix. 
right? Like fucking Dr. Seuss and the woke left. These are all facts. They don't mix. They don't fucking mix. Right? So, bro, hey, Pepe Le Pew has been uh, cut from um, the new Space Jam movie with LeBron James. He's out. They cut him out. He's canceled. Right? Pepe Le Pew is fucking canceled. He will no longer appear on Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. Right? He's fucking seen, has been cut out. Right? And I saw some people trying to cancel Speedy Gonzalez. Bruv, yo, dude, yo, fam. Dude, yo, yo, everybody gonna get canceled. Let's hear, bruv. It's a whole new world out here, fam. Right? They're trying to cancel Speedy Gonzalez because where it is, you know, he perpetuates racist fucking stereotypes about Mexican people. You know, so, hey, listen, it is what it is. Right? It is what it is. Fam, yo, 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 is this new Space Jam gonna be like, like, dude, is this movie even gonna come out? Huh? Is this movie gonna be good? You know, I saw a lot of people shitting on Coming to America last week. They were like, yo, Coming to America is trash. Right, this new Coming to America, right, Coming to America 2, right? They said it's trash. I, I haven't seen it, you know? But I believe the people that, you know, that came out and said, listen, this movie is garbage. I believe them. You know, I believe him. Listen, bruv, yo, we, we are all trying to do better. You know, like fucking Nomza Mombata. You know, South African actress who's on Coming to America too. Right, where it is, you know, she was out there faking an African accent. I was like, hey, isn't, isn't she from Africa? Isn't she African? What's, what's going on? Right, where it is, she was out there trying to sound like, you know, I don't know, a Nigerian person. You know, a fucking Ghanaian person. I, I don't know. I don't know. Right? I haven't seen the movie. Right? What was she doing on the movie? Hey, yo. Your royal, your royal highness. Your, your royal penis is now clean. Is that, is that an African accent? You know, was she sounding like, eh, eh. The royal penis is now clean, oh. Is, is that how she was sounding? Like, like I, I don't get it. I don't get it. While she's sounding like this fucking bird, right? Because this bird is African. This is some African shit. I'm in Africa. I'm African, right? Can you hear that? Was Nomzamombasa sounding like that? Huh? Listen, bruv, all the bullshit is for the birds. All facts, right? And evidently, there's a bird wilding in my neighborhood. Can you hear that shit? It's crazy. Welcome to Africa. TIA, this is Africa. Right? So I haven't seen Coming to America 2. And bruv, listen, like, it must be hard to watch the movie, right? Knowing that Zamunda is Rick Ross's house. I mean, bruv, Zamunda is Rick Ross's crib. <laughs> I mean, come on, bruv. Like, come on. Right? Like, like dude, what are we doing? It must be a hard watch. Knowing that, yo, Rick Ross fucks bitches right there, like, right there. You be out there looking at these fucking couches going, yo, Rick Ross, like, fucks bitches on that couch. He be out there hooking up with fucking who? Lira Galore? Is it Lira Galore? Is it Lisa Galore? I don't know. I don't know these, these, these fucking Instagram big-ass bitches. I, I, I don't know. You know? 
But I think it's Lyra Galore. Because Drake says it on his new song. Right? Lyra Galore. Right? We want everything galore, not just Lyra Galore. That's what he says, right? Right on that lemon pepper freestyle. You know, but it's crazy, bruv. You know, Zamunda is Rick Ross's house. And, and we all know that it's Rick Ross's house because, you know, it's everywhere. It's been made public. You know, so, you know, what happened to fantasy? What happened to just fucking, you know, imagining shit, using our fucking imaginations? You know, these days, you know, they, everything, everything is out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, Zamunda is Rick Ross's house. Right? It's like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. How about don't tell me? Right? Don't tell me that Zamunda is Rick Ross's house. Because, because, bruv, I, I want to be... You know, I want to be fooled into thinking that Zamunda actually exists. Okay? I want to be lost in the fantasy of it all. You know, but now that I know that Rick Ross's house is a Zamunda, I don't know, man. I Listen, I don't know. Okay? I don't think I'm going to see Coming to America too. And listen, bruv, I downloaded the movie on Amazon Prime. It's ready to go. All I have to do is, is press play and boom. Right? So, I don't know. Hey. I don't know. I'll think about it. Okay? Everybody's getting canceled. Right? And evidently some people are trying to, you know, are trying to get better. Right? Some people who've been canceled are trying to fucking, you know, get better. They've been working on themselves. You know, people like Chris D'Elia and uh, Papa John. Right? Papa John came out and said, listen, fam, like, over the past 20 months, I've been working hard trying to get rid of the N-word and my vocab. I mean, I mean, just trying to fucking get rid of the N-word completely. I want it out of my fucking vocabulary. And I was like, you know what, bro? I, I respect that. Legit, bro, because when he said that, bro, listen, I felt that. Because, fam, listen, I've been trying to do the same. As a black man, I've been trying to do the same. But these goddamn niggas always pull me back in. They always pull me back in. The world is too many niggas. Right? They always pull me back in. You feel me? So evidently, Papa John has been out there working on himself. You feel me? He be, he be out there just fucking eating pizza after pizza after pizza after pizza. And working on his vocab. Right? Trying to get rid of the fucking N-word. And listen, bruv, I respect that. I respect that shit. Okay? Is Papa John Italian? Is he Italian? Because, you know, I think he is. Right? He's fucking Italian. You know? And bruv, did y'all see that the Italian dictionary, Trey Carney, was out there using sexist terms for the definition of a woman. Did y'all see that? Huh? <laughs> did y'all see that shit, bruv? Fam, yo, dude, their definition of woman is insane. They were out there using terms like putana. To describe woman. To define woman. Putana. Putana means whore. In Italian. Right? <laughs> dude. Dude. Yo fam. Italians are crazy bruv. Italians are fucking wild. Right? And the word man. In their fucking dictionary. Right? The definition of man. Is businessman. I mean. Dude. Fam. Yo. Incredible. Incredible. The fucking Italians are insane. Okay, the definition of man is businessman. 
the definition of woman is putana, a.k.a. whore. Bruh, dude, we live in the upside down. Legit, bruv. We live in a crazy time. The world has gone flat out crazy, bruv. I mean, fam, the fact that the definition of woman in the Italian dictionary, Trey Carney, is whore. I mean, fam, dude, that, we, we, we are gone. This must be hell. Like, we, we are fucking gone. And listen, it's super funny. I'm a comedian. I laughed at that shit. And listen, bro, in many ways, I agree with it. But listen, bro, it's wrong. Right? Cancel Trey Carney. Cancel Trey Carney, but don't. Because they funny. We need funny, bruv. <laughs> we need funny. Right? And defining woman as whore in your fucking dictionary is, is so fucking wild. Right? It's so fucking wild that, you know, when one sees it, he or she just has to laugh. That shit is funny. That's comedy gold. Right? That's fucking comedy Gold and bravio, the sexism doesn't stop there, right? Burger King came out. Burger King UK, by the way, right? The United Kingdom is wild, bro. The United Kingdom is just like crazy, bro. Burger King came out, right, and tweeted the following. And I quote, women belong in the kitchen. Yeah, Burger King UK tweeted out, women belong in the kitchen and bruv they didn't stop there they had a whole fucking ad in the new york times right with the words women belong in the kitchen in bold like bruv fam welcome to 2021 listen bruv yo yo dude yo i was starting to get worried right i mean fam you know the woke left is out there canceling everybody Right? They have the counseling every single person. But, bruv, when I saw, you know, the fucking Italian dictionary wilding out, right? When I saw the story about this fucking Italian dictionary just wilding out, and when I saw Burger King pull up from three, right? Pull up from the fucking logo with a tweet that women belong in the kitchen. Bruh, I was like, thank God that. Some people, you know, haven't gone so far left that, you know, they, 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 they don't have any sense of humor. I was like, thank God the world still has some sense of humor. Because this shit is hilarious. And this shit is gold. Legit, bruv. This shit is gold. You know, and then of course Burger King tried to flip it. You know? They used the words women belong in the kitchen to catch our fucking attention. And then they went on to say, hey, you know, only 20% of chefs are women. So we are trying to get women, you know, into the fucking culinary arts. Bruh, what a flip. I mean, dude, when I saw that shit, I was like, my God, genius. <laughs> fucking geniuses. Geniuses. Right? I was like, God damn, like, what? This is fucking brilliant. Brilliant. Listen, bruv, they, they, they got my attention, okay? And listen, fam, yo, at this rate, Burger King has my dollar, a.k.a. rand. A.k.a. is not really that valuable as the dollar. I mean, the value of the rand is basically, you know, one dollar is around 16 rands. I mean, what are we doing? 
right? What are we doing? The fucking US diesel is exactly that, diesel, right? Like fucking Shaq, right? I mean, I mean, do that. Hey, listen, Shaq is a wrestler now. It is what it is, right? I saw a video of him going through a fucking table. It's all good, bruh. It's all good, right? It's all good. But I fucking digress. Burger King came on and said, hey, listen, bruh, hey, nah. We use that to draw you in, and we got you, right? We got you. You feel me? And they were like, hey, listen, we are proud to be launching a new scholarship program which will help female Burger King employees pursue their culinary dreams. Bruh, yo, dude, Burger King, listen, salute to Burger King. Okay, fam, Burger King is brave. Burger King is fucking brave, right? Like they are fucking female customers. They're brave. Because, you know, they fat, right? Yeah, even the bird agrees. Even the fucking bird agrees. Yeah, you're right, Nomzamo. You are right, Nomzamo, but they fat as fuck. a different era get over it how you doing it's good to see you look at look at you what I heard you love Latinas. Is that true? I do. <laughs> Who was on crack? The UK is fucking wild, bruv. First they voted to Brexit, and now they are taking Meghan Markle for being black. It's insane. Right? Even though, even though I'm 50-50 when it comes to Meghan Markle, you know, I, I stand with her, you know, when it comes to her blackness. She's still a black woman. Right? And the fact that white people in the United Kingdom are cool with Prince Andrew being a pedophile, but they're not cool with Meghan Markle being black is it's fucking weird. Right? Like, fam, yo, people are mentally ill. Legit. Legit, bruv. And the white population in the UK are a symbol of psychosis. No wonder their fucking teeth are bad. It doesn't make sense that a known pedophile is not being judged as much as a black woman is. It's insane. Prince Andrew is a known pedophile. There's actual proof of his fucking pedophilia at Epstein's Island, right? There's images of him chilling with fucking teenagers, right? But because he's white, they sweep that shit under the rug, right? They sweep that shit under the rail rug. You feel me? Made off stolen shit, stolen fabrics. <laughs> Right? It's crazy, bruv. We live in a crazy time.
I mean, Meghan Markle's blackness is viewed as being more offensive than Prince Andrew's pedophilia. Meghan Markle's blackness is viewed as being more toxic than Prince Andrew's pedophilia in the UK. I mean, bruv, that is, yo, dude, that should be studied further. Honestly, bruv. Honestly, because the white population in the United Kingdom, you know, they are fucking mentally ill. It is what it is. The royal family is just, I don't know, man, you know? I, it's, it's, it's just a weird family. They're inbred, right? They all look weird, you know? Their fucking hands look like sausages, right? Their faces look like molten lava. It's all weird. It's all crazy. You feel me? It's all weird, bro. The royal family is fucking wild. You know? And speaking of family... Man, like, yo, the fact that God or the father fucked somebody's wife is, is, is still bothersome to me. You know, I think about that at least, you know, twice a month. Legit, the fact that Jesus' father fucked somebody's wife and impregnated her is insane to me, right? This fucking guy fucked another man's wife and everybody's cool with it. Christians are cool with it. Like, bruv, dude, yo, dude, listen, that shit is worrisome to me. I worry about that shit, right? Because it tells me that if God made us in his image, then we are not that far off from God. The only thing we are missing is uh, his powers. This means that if you are a cheater, you are just like God. If you are a sinner, you are just like God. Right? Because what's God? God is the Holy Trinity, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You feel me? The father fucked another man's wife. That's a sin. Impregnated her. She got pregnant, of course. Delivered the baby. The baby's Jesus. Sweet baby Jesus. Jesus became a carpenter. And then he met a fucking hooker and he fell in love. Right? He fell in love with a fucking prostitute. And that thing is beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-mm. It's amazing how T-Pain wasn't the first man to fall in love with a woman who's a master of the dark arts. Jesus was the first. Jesus fell in love with a prostitute. And T-Pain fell in love with a stripper. That shit is beautiful, bruv. Jesus paved the way. Fam, listen. Jesus didn't just take the wheel. No. 
He also paved the way. He paved the road that he drives upon. Amazing. Bruh, yo, Jesus is a fucking pioneer. Okay? He walked so that we can fly. And that shit is incredible. Bruh, yo, Jesus comes from a crazy family. Honestly, bruv. His father is a wild dude. Right? And he fell in love with a prostitute. So, bruv, what the fuck was the Holy Spirit doing while Jesus and his father were out there just living la vida loca? Huh? The Holy Spirit, because it's black. It's a black spirit. The Holy Spirit was out there getting shit done. Right? The Holy Spirit was out there working. The Holy Spirit was out there creating shit, building shit, changing the world. The Holy Spirit is a hard worker. Legit. Jesus and his father just want to fuck. Bruh, they have a super high sex drive. Their fucking libido is insane. And listen, bruv, I'm embarrassed by it. And the fact that everybody's cool. With Jesus' fucking high sex drive. I, I mean, what? Huh? What happened to being a J-suit? What happened to that? What happened to being celibate for your whole life? What happened to that? Huh? And by the way, everybody fucks with Jesus. Every fucking religion fucks with Jesus. Muslims love Jesus. Did y'all know that? The Jews, of course, love Jesus. And Christianity adores Jesus so much that they molest kids in the name of Jesus. <laughs> right? They molest kids in the name of Jesus. They be out there touching little boys in the name of Jesus. Bruv, y'all Catholics are wild. Right? Catholics are wild. Legit, bruv, y'all fam, if you were to study what the fucking Catholic Church did in Ireland, I mean, fam, yo, fam, what the Catholic Church did to the Irish is just insane. They were out there killing people, like kids. They were out there killing fucking little kids, little boys, at a thousand miles per hour. It is what it is, though, you know? It is what it is. You feel me? You're probably sitting there going, Damn, how does this fucking guy know so much about everything? I'm a student of life. I study life. Okay, I study the fucking world. Right? From science to cryptocurrency. And a little bit of fucking theology. And technology. Legit, bruv, I study everything. I study sports. And by the way, I called it, I called it, right? The three-point shot is going to ruin basketball forever because everybody is now a three-point shooter, right? And the problem with that is everybody's getting so good that the game is no longer exciting, okay? The game is losing that competitiveness because everybody's a shooter now. Motherfuckers now live and die by the three-point shot. They now live and die at the arc. And that shit is wild. 
But I fucking digress. Bruv, the God family is insane. Honestly, bruv. Jesus is wild. His father is wild. And the Holy Spirit is out there working. Right? The Holy Spirit is blue collar. You know? The Holy Spirit has a fucking degree. Right? And the Holy Spirit is out there earning minimum wage. The Holy Spirit has dreams. God damn it, it's got dreams to remember. I got dreams. Dreams to remember. Come on, Otis. Shut the fuck up, Otis. Legit, bro. The Holy Spirit is out there working. Right? The Holy Spirit back in the days was out here protesting for Feast to Fall. Legit. <laughs> right? It's crazy, bruv. We live in a crazy time. We live in a crazy world. So keep your fucking head on a swivel. These families are crazy. And, oh, I got a question. <laughs> I got a question. Is Prince Andrew Catholic? You know, I'm just asking. I mean, you know, he's very handsy. You know, when it comes to lower kids, he's, you know, he's super handsy. But it's all good, you know, if you guys are cool with him being... Being super touchy-feely when it comes to, like, teenagers and shit. It's all good. I'm just asking. Right? Is Chris D'Elia Catholic? I'm just asking. You know what I mean? He's Italian, and, and Italians love God and, and all that mumbo-jumbo Bible shit. You feel me? I'm just asking. I'm asking. I'm curious. Right? We live in a crazy fucking time. Okay? So keep your fucking head on a swivel. Right? Don't you ever play yourself. Legit. Don't you ever play your fucking self. You know? I mean, bruv, yo, yo, dude, like, people come from crazy families, bruv. And yo, there's this rise, right? Of niggas who want ready-made families. You know? Niggas now want ready-made families. Legit. They want to be with women who already have two or three kids. This shit is weird to me, bruv. And some of these niggas don't have kids themselves. Right? They are childless. But they want partners that have children. I mean, bruv, that is weird, right? That shit is fucking creepy. Well, what's going on? What's going on? Motherfuckers be out there saying shit like, yeah, like, uh, I want a woman who, who's experienced. I want a woman who, who's lived life, right? I want a woman who has been married before, you know, maybe two or three times. I want a fucking divorcee, you know, with four or five kids and it's all good. I just slip in, right? And just take over as the father. Take over as the fucking father figure in the family. As the man in the house. What the fuck? That shit is weird. Motherfuckers are creepy, bruv. Motherfuckers now want ready-made families. Right? They want FODs. <laughs> right? Families on demand. <laughs> right? Right? It's crazy, bruv. Right? FOD. You know? Fear of Doge. <laughs> Dogecoin. Right? Fear of Dogecoin. Ford. 
It's crazy, bruv. We live in a crazy fucking time, bruv. Motherfuckers now want ready-made families. That's so creepy. Right? They wanna they wanna fucking date women with kids. I mean, that's crazy. Be like, yo, how many kids you got? And the girls be like, I, I have a I have three kids, uh, two boys and a girl, right? And you see motherfuckers just just smile with, you know, with 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 unnerving pleasure. Legit. They be out there just going, hmm, that's good. I be like, wait, what's going on? Why are you so happy? Why are you so happy that this woman has three kids? Two boys and a girl. Bruh, like, dude, we live in a crazy world. You feel me? There's a lot of fucking Prince Andrews out there. There's a lot of fucking Epsteins out there, bruv. Protect your kids. Protect your fucking kids. Especially if you are on the dating market. Right? Especially if you are out there fucking, you know, hooking up with random dudes. Right? On these dating apps. You feel me? Be careful out there, bruv. Legit. If you're out there dating, hey, listen, yo, keep your fucking head on a swivel. Be careful. Okay? Be careful. I'm just saying. You feel me? Damn, bruv, yo. You know, like, like it's it, we just live in a wild time. Right? And some dudes want to date cartoon characters. What's going Dude, hey! This world is just fucking... Yo, dude. This world is just fucking getting ripped asunder. Legit. It's getting ripped asunder. All facts. The fabric of humanity is getting ripped asunder. Okay? Legit, bruv. Like, fam, dude, like, yo, we just live in a crazy time. Motherfuckers now want to date cartoon characters. Motherfuckers want Lola Bunny, bruv. They're still going on about Lola Bunny. It's crazy. Motherfuckers are still talking about Lola Bunny. What happened to her titties? What happened to her fucking titties? Listen, bruv, yo, she got rid of the fucking titties, bruv. She got a fucking breast reduction. She had to do it. Right? Bruv, Lola Bunny probably had back problems because of those big old titties. She had to get rid of them. She got rid of those fucking boobs because they were giving her back problems. And you know what, bruv? You know what? I salute her for doing that shit. Okay? I'm progressive, bruv. I'm super progressive. But, but there's a caveat to my progressiveness. I am only... Progressive in Neom. It's getting spooky. 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 Weird times. Global weirding. My shit bangs like a bongo. I 
rolling with my angels, nigga. I'm highly blessed, highly favored, nigga. I'm highly blessed, highly favored. I'm just rolling with my angels, nigga. I'm just rolling with my angels. I got the game on a string and I played like a banjo. Rolling with my angels, nigga. I'm just rolling with my angels, nigga. My shit bangs like a bongo. My shit bangs like a bongo, nigga. I'm just rolling with my angels. I'm just rolling with my angels, nigga. Highly blessed, highly favored. Highly blessed, highly favored, nigga. Highly blessed, highly favored. I'm just rolling with my angels, nigga. I'm just rolling with my angels. My mama said, everything goes round and round, so I better learn how to paddle. And so my shit bangs like a bongo, nigga. My shit bangs like a bongo. And I move like your paddle. I got the game on a string and I play it like a banjo. Rolling with my angels, nigga. I'm just rolling with my angels. Well, we come to this as well. Protests are expected to resume at Fitz University today. This week has been marred by clashes between police and students, leading to the tragic killing of a 35-year-old man and the arrest of numerous protesters. Slindelo Masikari joins us now from Bromfontein to just give us some updates on what's happening at uh, the university as well as around the precinct. It's really good to have you back. What can you tell us since last we spoke? Well, at this stage, Dumelo, I can tell you that students have begun gathering here at uh, the Noswell Residency uh, opposite the Vitz University here in Bromfontein. Uh, this is really where they have been gathering for the past couple of days now. And uh, we understand that a meeting is going to take place where they are going to uh, pave their way forward. But we have had an opportunity to speak to the SRC president, uh, who has uh, stated that protests and marches will be continue, continuing throughout the rest of today. I am joined by some of the uh, SRC uh, leadership. I'm joined by the deputy president um, as well as uh, the SRC legal officer. Thank you, Gabby. just want to start with you, Simi. So just to give us a sense of um, how are students feeling? Um, are they exhausted uh, or are they more, uh, are they more ready um, to continue with their protests? I think students are more ready to continue with the protest, mainly because they are trying to deter us by suspending some of our members to say that if you're going to protest, this is the suspension you're going to face. And most of the people they are targeting are law students so that they can render them not fit and proper, right? So we are agitated, we are disgruntled, and we are not going to stop. We're really not going to stop. As you are seeing now, we are waiting for more students to come. We are still going to fight. Um, the VC yesterday had a media briefing, and in his media briefing, he, he doesn't seem any remorseful. He doesn't seem to want to meet our demands. Hence, we are still on the ground. Gabby, you're also one of the uh, uh, students and leadership that's been suspended and barred from coming onto campus. What kind of effect is this having on you? Um, you know, I think this only encourages me to push forward. Because, yes, while I'm not allowed on campus, uh, I have full jurisdiction to be on the grounds of my own country. And, yes, they have refrained me from going onto any VIT property. The VIT property that we as SRC members were elected to lead on. 
but we will continue to lead and nothing will stop us. And as Stair mentioned, that there's no engagement, there's no uh, any sign of the administration of engaging, despite the entire country calling for action, calling for change from the administration. And yes, they're going to deter us, but we will not be deterred because we will not stop until our demands have been reached, until free, decolonised education for all, and not just the few, is a reality in our country. How are students feeling in terms of the police action? I know yesterday it was starkly different to what we saw um, on Wednesday, and I know students have also renamed uh, the street that, uh, unfortunately, um, Togo Zisintumba lost his life on as Togo Zisintumba Street. Um, how, how is the sense in terms of the engagement with the police moving forward? We don't really know from their side, but we are not scared of the police. They are failing dismally at doing their own duties. They are failing dismally in protecting students. They are failing dismally in being there on the ground to halt crime. They are failing dismally in protecting us in issues of GBV. What they prioritize is making sure that their people don't drink. Whenever alcohol is involved, they are there at the forefront to make sure that um, they stop people from drinking. But they can't even make their own government account. They come when we are harmless, when we are not even prepared to fight them, to fight us. So students are disgruntled. We are not, I don't think at this point we can forgive them for what they've done because the cause is a pure one. We are fighting financial exclusion. Then why are you fighting us? Why do you want to kill us? Well, I think that's where we can leave it for now. Dumela, as you can hear, the students are undeterred. They're waiting for more uh, protesters as well as students to arrive. And the plan is to continue with the protest action. All right, Slizilo Masaka, and that's where we leave it. Thank you so much for this update. Take me back to a few years ago when you start to see these headlines coming out and smearing your good name. How did you feel at the time when you were seeing these headlines? Um, state of shock. Um unbelievable um i couldn't understand it i i mean again you have a public board that paints its chairman uh complicit passive or active they paint the founder as a racist they know he's not a racist it's just unbelievable and i used to lay in bed just going how did they do this and we've had three goals for the last 20 months to get rid of this uh n-word uh, in my uh, vocabulary and dictionary and everything else uh, because it's just not true. Figure out how they did this and get on with my life. If Papa John's would just say, hey, we got in a hurry, we didn't follow proper. Somebody explain to me what the really fuck is going on inside this motherfucking world. Huh? Shit too much for me, man. I can't take it no more. And I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this programme, a number of times. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. Okay.
I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Oh, Sorry. Do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe not my no, own. No, 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 no. See you later. I'm being. Sorry, can't this do this. This is absolutely diabolical behaviour. You, he, I'm sorry, but Pierce spouts off on a regular basis and we all have to sit there and listen. 6.30 to 7 o'clock yesterday was incredibly hard to watch. Ben, thank you very much. Uh, look, on your, on your second question, perhaps the, the best thing I can say is that I've always had the highest admiration for the Queen and the unifying role that she plays in our country and across the Commonwealth. And as for uh, the rest, all other matters to do with the royal family, uh, I've spent a long time uh, now not uh, commenting on uh, royal family matters, and I don't intend uh, to depart from that today. I think it will be some time before we hear out of the palace. They need to digest this. Apparently it was down to aides to brief the Queen this morning. They stayed up overnight to watch it. What an awkward, uncomfortable and deeply upsetting breakfast meeting to have to have. And goodness only knows what the Queen will think of this as her husband, the Duke of Edinburgh, lies seriously ill, um, recovering from heart operation in hospital. I'm sure that the palace will be thinking very carefully about that. And I certainly think people will be wondering what is going to be said. But um, there's never any excuse in any circumstances for racism. And I think it is important that... Um, action is taken to investigate what are really shocking allegations. We know that in England, yes, race is an issue, but in America, it's an even bigger issue. And you cannot look past the fact that this is an interracial marriage and that despite Oprah calling it a mixed couple or a mix, saying that Meghan Markle um, the Duchess is mixed, which she is. She's also a black woman. And having this black woman in the public eye and the way she's been treated also has driven interest in this sit down interview. I think it was very obvious from some of Meghan's answers that she was woefully unprepared for this. I mean, she said, you know, to have not had any idea of what she was getting herself into. She didn't apparently Google anything. She didn't know the royal anthem. I mean, I suppose you would expect that of an American marrying into the royal family, but that did strike me that she, you know, she just clearly didn't know what she was letting herself in for. And very honest, very brave to admit that she was suffering so much that she realized her mental health was suffering. She went to HR, her concerns weren't listened to. She was told that they couldn't help her because she wasn't a paid member of the institution. I mean, I always said that the royal family would come out at best looking out of date, out of touch, perhaps unwelcoming, but this is so much worse than that. Let's go baby. Fucking cowards, don't fucking snipe me, you fucking kike bitch. <laughs> I just dropped that on my head. That didn't even go to fucking. Um, anyways. Oh no, they're not teaming. Grab back, gotta take a quick phone call. Yep. Yo, my wife needs me. She just called me. I'll, uh, I gotta roll, brother. GG's. Okay. Hey, did you buy that? What do you think? Yep. Bye bye. Miami head coach Eric Spolstra spoke out after a video of center Myers Leonard surfaced on social media Tuesday where Leonard can be heard using an anti Semitic slur during a video game live stream. 
Leonard has since issued an apology, while Spolstra called his comments distasteful and hurtful. Several people across the sports world have weighed in on this week, including New England Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman, who is Jewish, published an open letter saying in part, quote, I get the sense that you didn't use that word out of hate, more out of ignorance. Most likely, you weren't trying to hurt anyone or even profile Jews in your comment. That's what makes it so destructive. When someone intends to be hateful, it's usually met with great resistance. Casual ignorance is harder to combat and has greater reach, especially when you command great influence. Hate is like a virus. Even accidentally, it can rapidly spread. I'm down in Miami fairly often. Let's do a Shabbat dinner with some friends. I'll show you a fun time. It has also since been announced that Leonard will be away from the heat indefinitely, that according to the organization, while the NBA conducts an investigation. Um, Max, what's your reaction to Meyer Leonard's comments there? First, I want to react to Julian Edelman. I like when he does this okay. very much. He did it with Deshaun Jackson, too. Um, instead of canceling someone, as they say, uh, usually bigotry or that kind of speech, or and bigotry generally, is from fear and hate, but also largely from ignorance. And so what Julian Edelman does is reach out a hand and say, look, let me put you up on some stuff, and maybe it'll change the way you think and, and behave. And I like that outreach from Edelman. I applaud it, both in the Deshaun Jackson case and here with Myers Leonard. Let me say, I'm Jewish. But not only am I Jewish, I speak Yiddish. I just spoke Yiddish on ESPN, right? I had, I had uh, relatives who were killed in the Holocaust. My youngest daughter, Mira, is named for my great-grandmother who was shot in the Yespateria ditch along with 3,000 other Jews by the Nazis. This is a personal issue to me. I am not offended, personally. I think oftentimes when these things happen, you have to ask yourself, who is the offended party? Because I feel that we're in a great rush to be offended by something. And I am a member of the group of which he's speaking, and I'm not offended. However, I have questions. I'm not offended because I don't believe he meant it, um, it, it other than just kind of like a kind of general kind of insult toward the person he was shooting at in the game, right? Or playing against in the game. But I do have questions. I have questions. This is different than Deshaun Jackson, who quoted Hitler and then highlighted a specific, an especially anti-Semitic part, right? And even then, I'm not ready to cancel Deshaun Jackson. I have questions. And I didn't like Deshaun Jackson's explanation. I, it led to more questions. Um, and, and I have questions for Myers Leonard. I don't believe he doesn't know what the word means. I mean, I don't know literally what the word means either. I know it's an insult towards Jews. That's all you have to know. It's meant as an insult towards Jews. I also don't find an equivalency here with this and the N-word, let's say, because it, it, we're not in Germany. We're living in the United States. The history of different persecuted ethnic minorities is not exactly the same as African-American history. So there's a lot that goes into this. I'll just say, I'd like to know, Stephen A., where he was coming from. What did he mean by it? I don't believe he doesn't know it, that he didn't know it was an insult toward Jews. Is he from a kind of friend group that messes around like that? Was he playing someone who was Jewish and they're going back and forth like that? I'd like to know. The very least we can say is right now, Myers Leonard's paying a stupid tax because it's one thing to do that privately and say, that's the culture of my friend group. It's quite another to do it publicly. That at the very least, you pay a stupid tax for. And, and more than that, now I have questions I'd like to hear you answer.
<clears throat> I appreciate that explanation, and I appreciate you providing the education, not just to the world about the things that you just said, Max, but to me, because I didn't know all of that. All right, so I really appreciate that. Let me say this. I could have listened to you. This is a rare moment because I could have actually listened to you for the next 10 minutes. And usually that's very difficult for me to do when it comes to you. But I would have gladly done that in this particular situation because I would have wanted to hear a complete soliloquy, diatribe, or whatever word is appropriate from you because you are Jewish. You are the offended party. And I think that's incredibly, incredibly important here. What I have to say about this, to me, isn't that important. The most important thing is what you had to say because you're the offended party. And so to me, you get to determine how offended you are by what Miles Lennon had to say because you have a level of comprehension about where he was coming from and what exactly he meant. Even though you still say you don't know, you certainly have a better idea of it than me. Adam Silver, who's going to be on Greeny's show, radio show this afternoon, the commissioner of the NBA, who happens to be Jewish, he can speak to that. On far too many occasions, I find, particularly as it pertains to African Americans, when we're offended, you have people apologizing and backtracking and what have you because they're, they're fearful of the reaction as opposed to really comprehending what was said, how offensive it was, and why. You have made a concerted effort to, to, to give Miles Leonard a chance to explain himself. I think a lot of times, one of the problems is, is that we get guys, they make mistakes and they get to hide, issue a statement, disappear, without really explaining and articulating what your position was, where it emanated from, why'd you say what you said, did you really mean it? Let them stand front and center and do that. I'm not an advocate of the cancer culture mentality. I don't believe in that. I don't believe that this guy should never be in the league again because he made this mistake, unless you double down on it. I agree. Be unapologetic, and then you continue to do nonsense like that. Then you got to go. But if he simply made a mistake, then I'm, say, I'm of the mindset, okay, explain yourself. And explain yourself before folks who understand exactly where you may be coming from so they can understand and comprehend whether, or decipher rather, whether you're phony or sincere, whether your contrition is real or fake. Myers Leonard, a um, bunch of things to discuss on this. First of all, I'm full Jew, Ashkenazi Jew, 100%, not 93, not 94, 100% uncut Ashkenazi Jew. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, you goofy seven foot bleach blonde headed dumb fuck. Um, I've never heard anybody say that word growing up in New York City. I was never called that word. I knew it existed. I actually have only been called that word on social media in my DMs. Most of the time, the fucking idiots, the insurrectionists. Uh, that call me that word, the K word, spell it wrong. I've never heard anybody actually say it out loud who wasn't Jewish um, in a slang, in a derogatory way that you said. And that's not a word that um, we hear often. Jews, non-Jews, uh, we're not desensitized from that word. That's not a slang that we hear every day. There's other words, the N word, uh, uh, the B word, the F word, all of which we hear uh, for different reasons, which I'm not going to discuss here all the time. And we become desensitized from it. 
That K-word, which I'm not going to say here because I don't want this video to get taken down because I want to make sure you hear this and everybody else hears this. That K-word is like a gold antique. That's on the top of the antique uh, cabinet, okay? And it gets taken down and used. And when it gets taken down and used, it stabs you in the heart. It's like an infected needle stabbing, stabbing you in the heart. Um, I want an apology on video. Okay, fuck your written explanation. Okay, I want an apology on video, motherfucker. Okay, explaining yourself the same way you explained yourself uh, about uh, standing for the national anthem, which I think was very heartfelt and made sense to me. I remember talking about it on my podcast. Um, I also want um, Mickey Aronson the owner of the Miami Heat, who I believe is Jewish, to cut your fucking dumb, goofy ass. You need to be cut. Uh, Adam Silver needs to suspend your dumb, goofy ass. He's Jewish. And um, you need to ingratiate, educate yourself in the uh, uh, long-standing Jewish community in Miami, uh, uh, some of which are uh, American Jews, some of which are uh, European Jews, a lot of Latin American Jews. People are like, oh, what do you, what do you mean Latin American Jews? Yeah, there's Cuban Jews, uh, a big community in Miami of Cuban Jews. Um, and you need to do better. You're a filthy animal for saying what you said. I don't accept that bullshit apology. I need you to put your fucking face in your stupid bleach blonde hair. I need you to put your fucking self on video, explain yourself from the bottom of the of your heart the same way you did about not standing for the national anthem i want the same vigor with which you uh, uh said the word playing video games playing video games you fucking dummy and explain yourself and apologize and then re-educate and reprogram yourself okay i don't accept that stop right there stop no 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 Cash, 
So stand with your people, don't be Stacy Dash, nigga. Black ass kids, nigga. We some black ass kids, we some black ass kids, we some black ass kids, nigga. currently Switzerland's largest trading partner in sub-Saharan Africa, larger from the export of gold and cocoa to Switzerland and the import of chemical and pharmaceutical products, as well as light machinery and military equipment from Switzerland. However, as I have stated on occasion, Ghana no longer wants to be dependent on the production and export of raw materials, including cocoa beans. We intend to process more and more of our cocoa in our country with the aim of producing more chocolate ourselves because we believe that there can be no future prosperity for the Ghanaian people in the short, medium or long term if we continue to maintain economic structures that are dependent on the production and export of raw materials. We intend to add value to our raw materials industrialize and enhance agricultural productivity. This is the best way we can put Ghana at the high end of the value chain in the global marketplace and create jobs for the teeming masses of Ghanaians. <laughs> 